Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Yes, that's right, folks. This is another edition of No Credentials Required. Welcome to it. We know some people are having a No Credentials Required watch party, so wherever you're watching from, let us know in the comments. But otherwise, <laughs> welcome to No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We're presented by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. My name's Ryan McCarthy. And to my right is a uh, is a man who definitely didn't dump his girlfriend for Ariana Grande. Uh, Dustin Henry. Dustin, how are we doing today? It was her voice. It was her voice. I just couldn't, uh, you know, I couldn't resist. But never mind. It didn't happen. I'm doing all right. How about yourself? (laughs) How about yourself? (laughs) Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. We got some interest. We got some uh, things to talk over. But before we do that, just want to remind people about our social media channels, which are right down here below Twitter or X as it's called now, uh, yeah. Instagram and TikTok. <laughs> Instagram and the scarcely used TikTok. It's at no creds req. Facebook.com forward slash no creds req. YouTube.com forward slash at no creds req. And if you're watching live or you're watching the replay, just to remind you to smash that like button, smash it responsibly. <laughs> and we've already got a comment from your uh, from Nick, from your brother in law, Nick. Tracy, Shannon, and I are watching from the Cheesecake Factory. Hey, Nick, t- see if the bar can get it on the TVs. That'd be really fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got to they got to use the YouTube app, or uh, if they have a Roku, they can. They yeah, can in that way. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> On the podcast side, subscribe. You can subscribe on a, period, a, a myriad of podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, wherever you podcast. Rate and re- review five stars is the preferred number of stars that you could give us. You also review the podcast, and if this, if your comment, if your review is uh, is really is really kind, or if it's horrifically mean, we'll still read it on the air. <laughs> and because this is a live show, and as we've already demonstrated, Dustin, I know you've been waiting all week to hear to hear this beautiful, beautiful sound. I know you're waiting yeah. for it. Lay that melody on me. Oh yeah. That's right, because it's a live show. We want you to engage with us. We want your comments. Write them in as uh as Dustin's brother-in-law just just did. Uh, and speaking of, before we get into, before we get down to business, uh, we had an interesting, we both had an interesting weekend. And we did. <laughs> in, in that, 
uh, we did a we did a tour of the area. Want to give a shout out to a couple to some of the establishments we stopped mm-hmm. by. Mm-hmm. We stopped at Bill McCoy Brewing Company in uh, Delmar. We stopped at uh, Mixed Breed Brewing in Gilderland. We also stopped at other other um, other one brewing. The other one, other one brewing in in Half Moon, and we also stopped for lunch at uh, Fo Yum in Colony, which is actually right around the corner from where Dustin lives. Yeah, so I can pretty much went, walk there. <laughs> yeah, you could. You walk there, get hungry, have some have some lunch, and then walk it off. Walk it off. Uh, yeah. Digest. <laughs> well, based on what happened to us, I definitely should have done that because let me tell you that foe. That pho was delicious. It was oh, yummy to quote their name. I'm sorry. I, right. I know what I did there. But yes, you did. I, <laughs> I was so you mix you mix that with beer, you're gonna feel pretty full. <laughs> <laughs> and uh little did I know, you know, because I was saying to you, I was like, oh man, I might try to take a walk, but I feel like I gotta take a nap first. And you and you and you you you're sneaky. You got me. You said he said, "Oh yeah, I think I got to take. I I might just drop you off and then uh, take a nap myself. You know, I'm pretty tired too." We pull up to my house, and suffice to say, that's not what happened. We were both of us were surprised a little yeah. bit. You, I mean, I mean, you you were part of the surprise, but uh, yeah, I, I was I was <laughs> part of the ruse yeah. to make sure that everybody make sure that uh, the work was being done around your around your house. Uh, but then I guess walk up and or happy it's happy birthday dustin because yeah. it was in june we really didn't do anything and we yes they yeah. decided to uh get you but then your sister says happy bir- early birthday to ryan and i'm like what yeah yeah no. <laughs> no they fooled us and uh special uh special shout out to them they did a, a yeah. lot of landscaping work around my house and and uh thank you to everybody mm-hmm. that came we got to enjoy some cigars on my patio that was that was one of the highlights of the evening and we brought a little bit of the podcast segment of the summer one of the hit segments of the summer into the night of hanging out uh questions for humans don't worry people we will have cards read on the show i know that you're right all anticipating it along with our movie reviews you may as well call ryan and i sports siskel and ebert i don't know which one of us is which (laughs) though Well, I might as well I might as well be Ebert because I guess Ebert was a little chubby. But, uh, hey, you know, the way I'm eating, I could definitely be Ebert too. So hey. <laughs> but uh Yeah, so special special shout out to our sneaky sisters, uh Tracy and Shannon, uh for putting our put together uh, a pretty pretty cool, pretty cool thing. And actually actually one of my gifts my gift from your your sister and your brother in law is actually uh right behind me. Oh yeah, right on right the- between the uh, Scott Stevens bobblehead and my New York Yankees apple is uh, Kumar, the Kumar Rocker bobblehead mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I got. So, so yeah, fun time on su- Saturday. Um, tried to wa- tried to rest it off on Sunday. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. My 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 weekends now seem to be needing more weekend. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You are a you are a busy man, sir. You are a. Uh- you're a, uh, a working man. I have taken a decidedly more leisurely approach to my weekends. I think I've got to get, I've got to get working a little bit more on some things. Specifically, wanting to get back into music projects and other things hey. of that nature. And uh, also, don't look now, folks, but it's August, and I will be doing Extra Life this year. 
more hey. info to come soon. Hey, all right. <laughs> well, now we've got all that out of the way. It's time for we're, we're continuing our summer series, our summer movie series with no ticket required. We gotta play the bumper music. Oh, of course. Gotta play the element. <laughs> So this week, we are reviewing Ford versus Ferrari, based on the true story of the Ford Motor Company and their efforts to dethrone Ferrari from the Le Mans, uh, from the from basically the racing the racing throne. Uh, so uh, it's, it's it seems like every I think pretty much every movie we've watched this summer has been based on some on a true story. Yeah, you know, which, is, which is pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. So, Dustin, let me get your thoughts on this movie. What were your impressions? What were your uh, what 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 stood out to you? Just give me what your uh, give me some thoughts on what your what you thought of the movie. All right. Well, first, um, I gotta say this is Matt Damon's second appearance. Matt Damon on uh, on <laughs> I, uh, I haven't done it. Yeah, I had to do it <laughs> on our Jimmy Kimmel's nemesis, Matt Damon. Um, I haven't. It's his second appearance on No Credentials Required, and uh, I don't want to get I don't want to get into spoilers for later for the end of the review. But this movie got me from the jump. Um, yeah. I yeah, really I liked. I really I knew from the opening scene. The opening scene is Matt Damon as Carol Shelby racing at Le Mans, and they tell him. You know, you can see that he's on empty, and you're like, "Oh man, he's got a, he's got a pit." So he goes into the pit stop, and they he says, "Fill her up," and they proceed to light him on fire because they're trying to they're trying to rush, and they they squirt a little stream of gasoline out onto the car, and uh, he catches fire because the car is real hot because it's been it's been driving, and. Uh, you know, they pat him out and his in his right hand man slash chief mechanic, I think, you know, uh, said, are you all right? We've got to stop. And he turns to him and he says, am I on fire? Am I on fire? And he says, no, continue. Well, then, you know, I got to get back out there. And he gets in the car. And right from that moment, Carol Shelby played by Matt Damon had me now I'm a little biased because I've said now I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to drive it, but my dream car is a 1967 Shelby Cobra GT, Mm. but I can't drive, I can't drive standard. So I'm out of the running. But for those of you who don't know that car and what it is, if you've seen the movie gone in 60 seconds, the infamous Eleanor that Nicholas Cage is trying to steal the last car that he needs. That is a 1967 Shelby GT Cobra. And uh, from that introduction, then the movie had me and it had me. There's a lot of things that that got me. Not not only this movie had a bit of an ensemble cast and it had our our new best friend, uh, John Bernthal, making <laughs> making a return <laughs> because, of course, John Bernthal's got to yes, be in it. Yes, Lee Iacocca. John Lee Iacocca. John Bernthal plays Lee Iacocca, 
It's a can of corn. He wasn't talking about the French fries in this movie, but he was trying to he was trying to uh, push forward um, into the racing side of things. Now, uh, I just really enjoyed everybody in this movie, and unlike there it is, there's Eleanor. I love that Ooh. car. Now, um, unlike, unlike King Richard. I found a lot of a lot of characters to root for in this movie. Yeah, um, absolutely. Before, I'll, and I'll let you get into your thoughts um, shortly. But there was you rooted for Ken Miles, played played wonderfully by Christian Bale. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know any. I don't know as much about anything as Ken Miles seemingly knew about driving and cars. Uh, yep. he, if memory serves, he was a tank. He, he drove tanks in the war, and he was from yep. uh, Birmingham, I believe. Yes, he was a he was a tank commander in World War II, and Shel- and and uh, Carol Shelby was a pilot in World War II. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Because there's the scene where Carol Shelby decides to try the landing, uh, to fly in when he makes his his speech for Ford there when he when uh, the unholy alliance is complete, but. Not only do you root for Ken Miles, uh, Molly Miles was no slouch. She was also a very strong character. She was also – she put up with a lot, but she also – she was kind of reminiscent of Mrs. Jordan in Air. You knew Mile, uh, Molly mm. Miles was not to be trifled with. She wasn't going to no. put up with a lot of things. I rooted for her. I rooted, of course, for Carol Shelby. I rooted – I loved Carol Shelby's uh, right-hand man there. He was great. Uh, Lee Iacocca, he he walked the line, but I still rooted for him. I rooted for him. And, uh, of course, Ferrari. Now, they don't, they don't focus much on Ferrari in this movie. This movie is much more about the Ford story. And uh, we'll get into a few things that I think they kind of Disney-fied, to quote your, uh, your words. They swapped a couple things around, and we'll get into what those are. Um, but... Ferrari reading, you know, Ford shows up with this cadre of lawyers, you know, Lee Iacocca is there for all those executives. Yeah. Yeah. He reads the, he reads the contract and he says, "Uh uh-uh, because I want to retain control of the racing side of my company. And uh, when things start to go awry, Ferrari has some choice words (laughs) for that actually. That actually that did occur. Yes, that entire yes. sequence did occur. If you watched, if you watched James May's uh, James May's short film, uh, season one, episode six of the Grand Tour, it's like mm-hmm. a fifteen. It's about probably about a fifteen minute film. Yeah, I'd about say so. The battle between the battle between Ford and Ferrari, and yes, that Enzo Ferrari did insult. <laughs> yeah, he did insult Henry the Ford Henry the Henry Ford the second, and he said, "I'm hungry." Let's go Let's eat. eat. And they all walked yeah. out the room. Yeah, which I knew that that was accurate. I knew that the insults had been thrown because I had seen that segment um, when Grand Tour first came out. I'm not a car guy, but I was a massive fan of the British version of Top Gear. And when those, when May yep. and uh, Clarkson and uh, and um, Richard Hammond, Richard Hammond all moved to Amazon for Grand Tour. I I tuned in for sure. Now I've fallen behind a little bit, but side recommendation, if you're at all interested in the subject matter of this movie, 
watch that segment, but also watch the rest of the show. It makes you yep. care about cars in a way that you never thought you would. And I have to admit, after watching this movie, I had a hankering to take the old Subaru hatchback out and drive it fast, but I don't, <laughs> think, I, I don't think I would have made it very far. But uh, I have in my notes, uh, Ferrari was not to be trifled with. That man yep. was a very smart man. And so I rooted for him, even though in this movie he was the opposition. Um, there were lots of characters to root for. This movie had me from the jump. How about you, sir? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, this was this movie was two hours and twenty three minutes long. Granted, five minutes of those, five minutes of just that was uh, was the movie was just credits alone. The end credits yeah. were long and a long <laughs> list of very dedicated people who dedicated their lives for X amount of months to make this movie. So tons of credit to them. But yeah, unlike unlike King Richard, which was kind of to me felt very slow, very plotting, just kind of crawled at times. This movie was just boom, 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 all the yes. way through. And you can see the struggle between uh, Shelby and Ford Motor Company, the executives, one in particular, uh, oh. Josh Lucas. Josh Lucas, shout out to him uh, coming out coming out of the voiceovers from the Lowe's commercials and uh, from Glory Road. <laughs> <laughs> Him playing kind of the the the, the villain there. Oh um, yeah, without question. The head of the head of, the, the head of racing, Leo. Uh, what was his name? Leo. Leo Beebe. Leo Beebe. Yes. Yeah. I, was to, I was about to do some real time research on this program because that's yeah. what we do here. Now yeah. that I have a now that I have a keyboard, that I, don't, I don't have to go on my laptop and shake my camera every time. I just have a keyboard right here, <laughs> uh, keyboard mouse combination. Shout out to Amazon for that. Um, but. The overall theme of the movie, to me, was that this is these two men were part of the greatest generation. Mm-hmm. These guys went and beat beat the Nazis. Uh, to frank, frankly, they also should have beaten the Soviet Union too, but that's an alternate timeline. Um, <laughs> but these guys went to war. These guys saw the horrors of war up close and personal, and when they got back from the war. They weren't afraid to keep going. They weren't afraid to tr- to try new things. Shelby was obsessed with speed, mm-hmm. absolutely positively obsessed with speed. And uh, Miles, even though he wasn't, he didn't build his own car. He didn't, he didn't have his own division. Didn't have his own car division, uh, automobile division. He was he was undefeated when he was when he was on the racetrack. He, he oh, didn't yeah. lose. He, yeah. he didn't lose, period, which is one of the great ironies and spoiler alert for this one. The great ironies of uh, the film and in, in the race itself is that he was declared he was, I think it was third place. Yes, because Ford, made, because although he said it was Henry Ford, it was BB who wanted all three cars to finish together and even though all all three cars finished together, there was some Fakakta uh, rule that they just that Le Mans just made up because they'd never seen that before. They had never seen three cars from the same team finish together, so yep. they had to award a winner, and it happened to be McLaren. And Miles was declared the second place winner was declared second place because he finished eight meters behind uh, when he got when he had that slow start. And what's funny is that the lead, the lead mechanic. 
use the Clarkson method to close the door. Oh yeah, <laughs> yep, with the hammer. Use, yeah, got got to use the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and I mean this is, and we're getting into it now, so we may as well. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong with some real time research, but I did, I did review may's segment from that episode uh mm-hmm. because i wanted to make sure i had some facts right but they, I, I i did the same thing after the movie <laughs> yeah in the movie that whole um the personal the personal vendetta that that leo leo bb has against ken miles the whole thing where he doesn't want him to drive and he doesn't he's you a know, loose cannon yeah the now he may have been a loose cannon i i don't know enough about Ken Miles, but the the petty dislike that BB had. And side note, shout out to that to that actor. Uh, who'd you say, Josh Lucas? Was it? Josh Lucas. Yeah. Yeah, he did a great job because he played the smarmy, you know, smarmy uh, yes man to a T. You know, he was the he was to Will to Henry Ford the second. He it, it reminded me of uh, Wormwood from Lord of the Rings. You know, in the ear in the ear of uh, of the of the King of Rohan there. And I was just like, man, I can't stand this guy. The whole the whole movie. So that's the that's the uh, nod of a great acting job because I had a dislike, an intense dislike for in this movie for someone I've never met before. Obviously, right. so he right. he did his job well. But that whole narrative that was actually on the Ferrari side of things. There was an executive at Ferrari who disliked. Uh, let's see, what is his name, John? Oh. Surtees and and John Surtees, who was actually, he was an amazing driver that Ferrari pulled out and said, race for me. We've got to beat those, those Fords, you know, we've got to beat them. And uh, so that whole narrative, they kind of swapped it as, as far as I remember in the movie to make it, in my opinion, a better movie. It works because, on some degree, it's still accurate. It's still events that actually happened, um, but it was actually on the Ferrari side where the executive had a problem with Sir T's. Uh, so, so I thought that was very nicely done to kind of flip the switch there. That my only minor critique of this movie is, and I and I get it. This is. This is about the Ford story. The Ford story is is first and foremost, and this checks all the boxes. You know, they they set up how unbeatable Ferrari was, so immediately you're in the you're in the tank for for Ford, especially when they go get um, when they go get Carroll Shelby. It was over for me, and then Ken Miles. You like his fire. You like his passion. Both Miles and Shelby. And Ferrari, for that for that matter, all of those men were maniacally driven and chasing perfection, which has been a common theme um, in all of the movies that we watch. There are always at a few characters that are chasing perfection. I mean, look at uh, even from *Chariots of Fire*. There was the one, there was uh, the one, the one man who could not beat Eric Little, and he he, yep. he chased him. Abraham hired held, the coach. Held Abraham, yeah, yeah, so that he could, uh, so that he could achieve better results. He was he, 
He it was all he thought about, and and uh, you know, also in Miracle, we saw that we saw the way that uh, that Kurt Russell played the coach, and we know how driven he was, and we know how accurate that was. We don't know some of the things as you eloquently put out in our last review when we did Miracle in our previous review, rather. Um, you know, they were exaggerated a little bit for effect, but we know that he was driven. We know that he he pushed he pushed that club because he wanted to he wanted to win. And that's and I mean, come on, you know, the Williams sisters drive to win. I mean, they were relentless. So every movie we've watched, it's it's hard not to root for these characters that are so maniacally driven to achieve the perfect results that they want, that they almost sacrifice everything else. And I'll sit here as somebody who's, you know, somebody who's trying to trying to figure out some things mentally and, and working through some stuff. It's not always healthy, but we can't help but idolize that type of behavior. You know, we 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 empathize with it. We see it and we're like, man, and it and it also ignites our passion. You know, I, I remember I watched this movie with my sister and I turned and I said, Man, I, I, I want to find that passion for something again. You yeah. know, that 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 just that fiery drive. And um but my only critique to get to get back to what I said, I wish they had gone a little bit more into the Ferrari types of things because Ferrari did re- develop a car. I believe it was called the P3 in response P3. Yep. to mm-hmm. to uh, what Ford had done with the GT. Um, Our but, show mascot has stopped by. Oh, there he is! There he is! It's been a little <laughs> while since we've seen speaking him. Of, Hello, speaking sir. of speaking of fast animals, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. He speaking is. Speaking of speed, <laughs> he like is lethally fast. But um, yeah, I so I just wish we had seen a little bit about uh, Ferrari because they did a good job of saying that Ferrari had dominated everything. But I just wish you had seen. Uh, seen a little bit more of their side of things just to build up the rivalry. But I get it. This movie was already two and a half hours. Some stuff had to make the cutting room floor. There's no way. And, and Matt Damon did say, Carol Shelby, he did say, you know, we might not have, I, that was one of my favorite scenes of the movie. When, when Ford says, give me one reason why I shouldn't fire all of you right now. And, Carol Shelby stands up to him and he says, hey, we may have lost and the cars didn't hold together and a bunch of things went wrong, but we clocked 218 on our final lap and Ferrari has never achieved any any speed like that. And uh, he just said, you're welcome. And I, I have in my notes, <laughs> I said, I love Carol Shelby's brass balls standing up to Ford when he thought he was going to get fired. Honorable mention too, uh, so many, so many great performances in this move in this movie, but the soundtrack also does a great job yeah. of setting the, the mood and, and, and just this, this whole movie was, was great. And yeah, the, sco- I, the score was definitely excellent. I recommend, I, I recommend if you haven't watched it yet, do yourself a favor and watch it and then, and then watch uh, James May's segment. Um, but it, it, and it just got me thinking, man, Le Mans might be something I'd like to see someday. Cause you hear about these crazy races, Le Mans and what's the one that gumball, what is it? What is that big one? Gumball rally? Uh, yeah. Well, gumball well, rally. Well, well, there, well, there's Le Mans, there's a 24 hours of Daytona and there's the Sebring. 
Yep, I knew the Sebring uh, they mentioned in the movie because Miles he won it. 24 he won, at Daytona he won, and then won 24 Sebring. at Daytona and he won at Sebring. Yeah. And I just want to see. <laughs> yeah. He should have won at Le Mans. But but I'm trying to remember, but you hear about some of these crazy races, and you're like, man, I, I would like to see that maybe someday. But uh man, I just wholeheartedly recommend this movie. Um and I I don't know. Um do you have some other thoughts that you want to say before before we get so, to the rankings? I did some real-time research. All right, RTR. And apparently they Disney-fied Leo Beebe. Okay, so yeah. So that's Leo Beebe was the stand-in for the exec at Ferrari. You know, you could you could surmise. I'm making some leaps here, but No, you know, I meant just I meant just the fact that he was a who was the villain. Yeah. Okay. He, he wasn't a villain. Apparently, in real okay. in real life, he was actually a really kind and humble person. Very, very, uh, yeah, very, you know, very self assured. Very confident. Yes, but mm-hmm. completely not a uh, total tool. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Because I couldn't, I couldn't stand Leo BB in this movie, and also <laughs> Ford for like half a second. I'm like. You know, he because I couldn't stand him either. And then he would do something like he decided he decided, you know, not going to fire Shelby. I'll give him a shot. And in the scene when uh, he's in the uh, Shelby, I don't know if this really happened. I have no idea. But when Shelby takes him out in the car because he wants to prove that Miles should be the driver and he takes Ford in the car and is whipping him around. Yeah. And Ford has that moment where he cries out of sheer emotion. And he says that I wish my, my I wish my father was here to see this and, and feel this. And I had no idea. I said, ah, maybe this guy's not such a putz. And then he leaves on his chopper to go uh, on his helicopter. <laughs> go and have, go dinner, have dinner. Yeah. yeah. And then he, then he comes in. And I'm just like, ah, you are, you, you're as bad, you know, you're as bad. <laughs> Uh, he was bored. He needed his beauty sleep. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm trying to figure out the, the things that did happen and didn't happen. I'm trying to try yeah. to establish reality real from real. Yeah, right. Trying to establish, re, trying to separate reality from disbelief. You know, we got, I know we got to suspend disbelief for certain yes, parts. Of course. And, yeah. I, I, I want to find out if Carol Shelby did steal those time watches that yep. Ferrari had. And I also want to see if he tricked them with the with throwing the lug nut. Yeah, the dropping the lug nut. Yeah. yeah, I laughed. I, I laughed so hard. Oh yeah, when he did those things, it's like. And that's my. That's my. They're they're making indistinguishable Italian noises when they found out that this. Yes, very. The watches were missing. That Peter Griffin. Yeah. 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 And but I figured out like- something too. I do want one of those blue Shelby American America uh, jackets. Those things looked great. Those were sweet. <laughs> yeah. Those are sweet jackets. But I mean, going back to my original point about Shelby and Miles, and and, and again, another spoiler alert: Ken Miles unfortunately passed away two months yeah. after the race, uh, testing the new GT. And what's interesting about the GT is they won they lo- they won Le Mans five years in a row. Going away, sixty six. No, no, no. Four years in a row. No, four or five. Yeah, wait. Sixty five, sixty six, sixty seven, sixty eight, and sixty nine. So it's five years. Yeah, five years. Yeah. 
And I did, and I did look it up. I did, I did want to, I did want to see if there anyone has won Sebring, Daytona, and Le Mans in the same year. Yes, nine racers have done it. Okay. Hans Hermann has done it. Uh, I well, not in the same year, but yeah. in in lifetime. Okay. Uh, Hans Hans Hermann was the first to complete it. He won Daytona in '68 and Sebring. At, there's 12 hours at at Sebring. Oh, okay. And he won 24 hours at Le Mans in '70. Then Jackie Oliver did it, followed by Hurley Haywood. AJ Foyt, if that name sounds familiar to you, he was one of the greatest IndyCar drivers ever. Uh, Al Holbert, Andy Wallace, Mauro Baldi, Marco Werner, and most recently by Timo Bernard. Uh, he won Le Mans, he won Daytona in two thousand three, Sebring in two thousand eight, and he won Le Mans in two thousand ten and two thousand seventeen. Mm. All right. So, yeah, and, and what's interesting is that while I was watching the movie, I was doing some research because I, I remembered that Porsche, Porsche has an experience, has experiences in, in Atlanta and Birmingham. And I can't remember which other state or which other city where you can, where you pay out the nose, yeah. but you had to drive a Porsche for like 90 minutes to two hours. Oh, and man. you can have, you can have dinner or lunch there. So, you know, if I win Mega Millions, if I win Mega Millions, that's gonna be one of my first stops is the Porsche experience in Atlanta. Oh man, yeah, that that would be fun. You know, we should we should start we should start a uh, a new segment on the show every once in a while when we hear about an NFL player um, that signs a big contract. We should say, what would we do with that money? You know. <laughs> all right, next. All right, next next week. The list, a new installment of the list. Five okay. things you would do if you ever won Mega Millions or Power. Oh Mega man! Millions. All right, yeah, yeah. So what would I do if I had fu money? I got to start thinking about that. <laughs> well, speaking of fu, let me just uh, we'll, let's play this uh, PSA from Wise El Jefe. Yeah. The following is a public service announcement from Wise El Jefe, Boston. This has been a public service announcement from Wise El Jefe. Always love to see that. Anytime. Now I love how we could just randomly insert it into anything. Any context, it always works. Shout out to Wise. Shout yeah. out to Wise. But I want to go back to my original, my first point when I was talking about Shelby and Miles mm-hmm. and the courage to innovate. They wanted to test the limits of automobiles. They wanted to test the limits of speed to see how fast they could go, to see how agile they could make a car, mm-hmm. to see what they could do to win. the, the, the And you mentioned the drive to win, the drive to be passionate about something. And I think it's, it's not necessarily, I wouldn't say it's missing from our gener- from this, in this particular, uh, in this particular uh, era in our, yeah. era of our, of, of our uh, country, of our, uh, of our nation or, or of our society. But, it's seen, but there's are still people out there who are willing to try and keep testing those limits, testing the yeah. limits of speed and innovation and and the drive, the will to win, to make things better, to make to make to be to be the best. And I think that's one of the themes of this movie was just was just drive, innovation, and 
and also just inspirational because it's and also inspiration because you know, these what these two men were doing was truly inspirational. I mean, you could say I mean it's oh, it's auto racing. It's just it's just a race. It's just this and that. Yeah. And what's funny is that and what's funny is that at the end of the film, after the race is over, and Shelby apologizes to Miles about the results of the race, mm-hmm. Miles says to him, "You asked me to drive. You didn't ask me to win." Yeah. Yeah, you promised me the drive. You didn't promise me the win. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was. And and the first thing they did, what, what do both of them do? And I think you brought up an amazing point. What do both of them do? You know, uh, immediately. You go back to Miles, work. Yes. You go back to work. Immediately, Miles starts talking about, well, I f- the car's not perfect. I felt like this. We could make this adjustment. We could make it a little lighter. I was thinking about this and, and Shelby's response is, what are we doing here then? And they both start walking off and they said, we'll get them next year. I mean, that's yeah. Miles says I can go faster. I can go faster. I can go faster. I can push it. And what's a great, the cool thing is that at Daytona, they were, they were saying, keep it under 6,000 RPM, keep it under Mm -hmm. 6,000 RPM. And then Shelby, who's a lose, who's afraid of losing the race because he knows if he loses the race, he doesn't get miles to go to Le Mans. Yeah, and Le he Mans. also he also uh, cedes control of his Shelby America to, to Ford. You know mm-hmm. that was the, that was mm-hmm. the other big thing. Yeah. yeah. So he writes that sign seven thousand plus RPM. Give it hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Miles winds up winning the race. Yeah. Yeah. He does, and uh, I do have to say. Christian Bale, another great performance, but every time he was talking as Ken Miles, I couldn't help, especially when he was in the beginning, when he's yelling at the official that tries to tell him the trunk is not regulation, you know, because it won't close or whatever. <laughs> yeah. When he's yelling, all I could think of, and Ryan, stop me if you've never seen this, but have you ever seen, and I'm sure, I'm sorry, Mr. Bale, I'm sure you'd prefer that this video is dead and buried. But have you ever seen him lose his mind on the set? There was there was footage of him ran- rising the machines, and he's like, he's like, yes. good for you, la di da di da, and he's swearing. And every time he's yelling as Ken Miles, I couldn't help but think of that clip. And I'm like, yeah, wasn't too far of a walk, was it, Christian? Wasn't? <laughs> it made me laugh very hard to myself. But oh. and I, and I do have to say, this movie, the mark of a good movie. My sister, not a big, not a big sports fan, although she's enjoyed watching um, some of the movies. She's been watching along with us and and with me um, through this list. And. Uh, she turned to me at one point, and I think it was it was at the race where he uh, where Ken Miles was racing, and it was it was before um, Shelby came out and held up that sign and said, uh, "Give it hell," because they had they had uh, established that the Ford cars there was problems once you got them over seven thousand RPMs. Yep. There was the brake lock and all that kind of stuff. So. He pushes it. My sister was visibly nervous, and she said to me, "I'm very nervous." And I said, "That's the sign of a good sports movie, because even if even when you know the outcome at times, you're still nervous." Hell, that's the sign of a good movie. If a movie can make you nervous, it it usually means you're invested and and you're yep. you're into it. That it's it's grabbed you. 
All right, so let's go to our rankings here, Dustin. Let me start with you. What's uh, where do you rank the movies now? What's your ranking? We got a new champion. We got a new champion. Oh, Ford versus Ferrari has vaulted to the top of my list. Much like the Fords at Le Mans, they accelerated for the win. Oh, air the pun. Yeah, a, a terrible one. I'll see myself out after the show now. Number two, air. Air is still, still strong, <laughs> still strong. Thank you, Fritz. I heard your. Uh, we now we have a fictional. We have a fictional man on the on the set, Fritz. I just we'll I call don't him know. Fritz. I came up with that. <laughs> All right, so we got Annabelle. We got Fritz. We got we got a whole crew. Um, mascot tag along. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, all right. And uh, so air is my number two. Number three for me. Oh, I have to remember what my three was. I believe I believe I put miracle at three. Uh, and then and then King Richard would be four for me. And then chariots of fire. And last, still Moneyball, still Moneyball. Moneyball is my bottom. It had its moments, but for the mo- there's just something about that movie. It, it didn't vibe with me. How about you, sir? Oh, I would agree that the new champion right, running 7,000 RPMs to the top of my list. No brake lock on this one. No brake lock. <laughs> is Ford versus Ferrari, followed by Air, followed by Miracle, then Chariots of Fire. Then Moneyball, and then finally, at the end of the move, at the end of my list is King Richard. You, like I, I think, said, I think you would put that. I gotta, I gotta review my math and see how many movies we have left here on No Ticket Required. But I, I think you would put King Richard at ninety nine if you could. I, I think. Oh yeah, would. well, like I said at the beginning, I said, I said, you know, this movie was two hours and 23 minutes, but didn't want to make me hang my slap Will Smith and then hang myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because of how slow it was. Well, anyway, folks, that was it's it for this installment of no ticket required. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll do some random sports news. So stay tuned. Hey, everyone. It's Ryan from No Credentials Required here to tell you about Mahler Brothers Golf. We all want to look good in the golf course, but it often comes at the expense of feeling good. Mahler Brothers Golf has polos that look good and feel good. With their lightweight and stretching material that hugs your body, you will feel cool while looking just as cool. Their polos are guaranteed to make you look better, but it's up to you to golf better. On a hot summer's day on the golf course, there's no polo that you would rather wear than Mahler Brothers Golf Signature Polos. Mahler Brothers Golf has a large catalog of polos with designs for those who want a loud design and others for those who want a subtle and sleek-looking design. They also have fun t-shirts, hats, tumblers, and so much more to make your golfing experience better. Head to MahlerBrothers.com. It's M-A-H-L-E-R-B-R-O-S. Use promo code BELLYUP at checkout for 15% off. 
That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Mahler Brothers Golf is a proud sponsor of, of, of Billy Up Sports and is also a proud sponsor of this particular program. But if you want some really great golf shirts, I highly recommend it gets the no credentials required seal of approval. Where is little where is little uh, little puppers here? <laughs> we have to come up with a is. name for the seal. Puppers. There we go. Yeah, Puppers the Seal. <laughs> Puppers the Seal gives the no credentials required seal. Right. For, we got Fritz on the drums. We got Annabelle for Christmas. We got Puppers. We got Tag Along. Yeah. Oh. Yep. And I have decided Fritz is like Cher. He has no last name. It's true. <laughs> true. Fritz has no last name. Yeah. Anyway, folks, back to what I was talking about. Mahler Brothers Golf gets some great materials. M A H L E R B R O S dot com. 15% off with promo code BELLYUP at checkout. Get yourself some really sleek designs. If you want something slim fit, they have that. If you want something relaxed fit, they got that. If you want something that's uh, more subtle, they got that. If you want something more loud, they got that. If you want a t-shirt, they got that. If you want a tumbler, they got that. Get, get some great golf material for your golfing game. Even if you're terrible at golf, at least you'll look good. So Mahler Brothers Golf dot com and the mullerbrothers.com use promo code belly up at checkout all right we're gonna get some to some random sports news and the first thing we're gonna lead off is we off with is uh tim anderson uh he got knocked the he- knocked the hell out we gotta oh. watch this clip from from uh from courtesy courtesy of uh, cbs uh, i'm sorry nbc nbc chicago this is from the game last Saturday between the uh, the White Sox and the End Guardians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what to call them these days, uh, but we'll watch this brief clip and we'll talk about it. Oscar's throw is not in time. He just missed him at second base. This is another rocket of a throw, and now oh boy. Oh, my goodness. Here come the Bengals. Off we go. It started with Anderson and Ramirez. Swing being taken. Yeah, oh, yeah. And everybody's spilling out here in Cleveland. Well, now they come running out of the bullpen, which is a bit late, but they're adding some support to the effort. And that was one of the few that you actually saw coming to blows. You don't see that too often. Oh, but see, Anderson in this one, if you're going to square up like that, you you better – I mean, Ramirez handled that like a boxer. He ducked and yeah. he, he slipped He slipped the punches and, and, and hooked him. <laughs> Now, oh my one goodness. more time. Here come the benches. Off we go. It started with Anderson oh. and Ramirez. Swings being. T- have you seen the slow mo of this? I saw the slow mo. Oh, man. The, the slow mo even emphasizes it more. The slow mo on X this morning, which, uh, which side note, you know, whether you love e- Elon or hate him, uh, I, don't, I don't know why he decided to change the name to X. But have you seen the flashing X logo? I the, have at the so 
So somebody tweeted, look at that thing flashing. Imagine, imagine your apartment being right across from that. And somebody tweeted under it, imagine no more. This is my life now. And they took a picture and out their window is a giant flashing X. <laughs> that poor person, a la Kramer and Kenny Rogers Roasters, that's a Seinfeld reference if you didn't get it. That poor person is not going to be able to sleep anymore. What's going on in here, Kramer? <laughs> yeah. Look, Kenny, Ro- it's red Kenny, Ro- sun. It's Kenny Rogers Roasters, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the wood that makes it good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my favorite episodes. Not not fast food. Good food quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I saw that clip and I'm like, wow. Uh, I went to a White Sox game and a and a Blackhawks game broke out. Yeah, holy like, cow! I I was surprised the umpires let them just go to yeah. go, go to town. Yeah, usually it doesn't get that far. And usually, you know, like the like the announcers say, usually it doesn't happen because both bullpens clear and a bunch of people jump in front of each other and usually cooler heads prevail. But, I mean, it was obvious where this thing was going and nobody tried to step in for, for yep. a couple of seconds there. <laughs> now, they did announce suspensions today. Uh, Tim Anderson got six games. Uh, for starting the fight, while Ramirez got three games for finishing the fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is, Man. which I'm sure will be appealed, but, you know, Tim Anderson, if you're going to start something, won't be, won't start something, won't be nothing. And yeah. certainly he uh, wasn't, wasn't anything there. <laughs> and the thing is, uh, um, Kenyon, have you seen, have you seen the, uh, the comments from I think Keenan Middleton is how it's Kenyan, pronounced. Kenyon Middleton, yeah. Kenyan I actually talked Mid- about I talked about it this morning on on um, uh, Coffee with McCarthy on Snowman in the morning. Yeah, I'll have to go back and watch the clip, but uh, tune in if you haven't. Um, tune in in the morning if you're if you're if you got a hankering for for more uh, Ryan. It's a good it's a good way to wake up. I've tuned in Ten- a couple times. It's always nice. Always nice to see uh, Snowman and Ryan chopping it up on the airwaves. Ten thirty a.m. Mondays, Snowman Multimedia, Snowman Multimedia Channel. Check it out. Yeah, check it out for sure. But you know, it's it's ironic that those comments come out after this, and he and he really said there's no nobody on that team is held accountable for anything, and there's no, no there's no. Uh, there's no structure. There's no discipline. And he was very excited to come over to the Yankees because he said, you know, I shaved my face as soon as the as soon as the trade went through because I know the rules. I didn't want to shave my beard, but I did because there's rules in place and they have a culture. And he basically said the White Sox have none of that. And uh, people did corroborate his account. So something's going on there in Chicago. It's getting a little wild. Yep. But uh, we yep. got a boxing match that broke out and uh, – Somebody, how much you want to bet a, a the UFC or Pride or or some or uh, what's that boxing promotion that's doing boxing top promotion rank. that's doing all the Paul fights? The, I think it's the, top rank. Yeah, or, or Triller or something. Yeah, one of those. Yeah, Triller. Yeah, yeah, Snoop that's Dogs, what it is. Snoop Dogg's uh, company. They will uh, try to get Ramirez in the ring. Mark my words. After that. <laughs> Man. All right, so our next story uh, is a wild one. That this happened in May, but it just came to light last week. 
uh, Indianapolis Colts owner Jim Ursay, who who will not give his best player on his team, Jonathan Taylor, a raise, Man. Uh, allegedly gave $20 million to SeaWorld to transport an orca, a killer whale, from Florida to somewhere in the north in the Pacific Northwest and spent $20 million doing it. And we talked about it a little bit on Saturday during our adventures uh, around uh, the capital, bre- the capital region breweries. But I mean, you, you come out and say, I'm not going to pay this guy. Yeah. But it comes to light. You pay $20 million yeah. to have an orca transported from Florida to the North Pacific Northwest. What does that tell what does that tell you as an owner of an NFL team? Is that disrespectful or is it just was he looking for a tax write-off or or what? Yeah. Jim Ursay, and it's it's one of the things that I started to talk talk about uh during the ride with you is that Jim Ursay is one of these guys that I can't I can't really figure out because there's half of me that wants to hate him and he does stuff to make you you know, he, he does stuff like this, which I think I think Candidly, I think this is part of the, well, nobody else in the league wants to pay their running backs, so I'm not going to pay one either, you know, Uh, but it's ridiculous. Jonathan Taylor is considered by many to be the best back in the NFL. If not the best back, he's in the top three, easy. And, uh, and, but then Jim Irsay, he does the thing I told you about is his collection that he's received. He's got all sorts of, um, memorabilia items and landmark items. Uh, he's a fan of music. So there's like one of Kurt Cobain's guitars is in it. Uh, I think he's got some, a lot of Beatles stuff in it. He's got some historical documents. He's got a, he's got a few things and, um, he's received numerous offers to have the collection acquired from him. And he, he held on to it because he wanted to keep it to the public. He wanted to keep it open to the public. He he has an event once a year. It's free to the public. He allows them to go in and view the the collection, and he usually has a concert around it and its guests. And I'm like, yeah, maybe he's not such a bad guy. I mean, a little self-aggrandizing to have this collection, but at least he he seems to genuinely care about the stuff and want to take uh, take care of it. And, uh, but then he does stuff like this and he just, every once in a while he comes out and I'm no Patriots fan, but the whole deflate gate thing, he was embroiled in that. He comes out, he makes crazy comments. He, he's just a very, um, conflicting guy. I can't get a read on this guy. Cause maybe, cause on the surface, it sounds good. You know, um, there was a documentary that came out on, on Netflix, a few years ago about, about SeaWorld and it didn't paint it in the best light. And maybe no. Jim Irsay really just wants to reunite this whale with um, others of its kind and set it free. That's a very, that's a very admirable uh, cause. We got a modern day free willy on our hands, but when you're spending money on that and you're turning around and you're telling one of the cornerstones of your franchise that you're not going to pay for them and you're not going to extend them, it sends a conflicting message, and it's not—it's not a good look. Yeah, I—I was—I I caught the New York Post article. It said, "It said Indianapolis Colts owner and philanthropist." I'm like, yeah. <laughs> "Philanthropist to whom?" Yeah, I—I I get it. With your, you explained about how he does really cool things, and with the with the uh, with the music memorabilia and sharing it with the public. 
Now you got this whole thing with spending twenty million dollars yeah. to transport a whale. Yeah, a whale. <laughs> it's a whale of a you tail. It's a whale of a tail. And you won't pay your best running back. I was like, yeah. Oh, oh, great. You signed the whale to a twenty million dollar contract. What's it going to do? Like, it's going to take up the entire field. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it 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 would be able. It would be unblockable. I can tell you that. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now coming into the lineup for the Indianapolis Colts, number zero, Lolita. Move, yeah. move. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right, right we have, we have Lolita. Whale. Lolita the whale. That's what her name is. It's Lolita. Oh, it's Lolita. I didn't even know that. <laughs> and I, I would make a, uh, I would try to make a tasteless joke about the name of the plane being called the Lolita Express, but I'll, no, I won't, I won't say it. I won't, <laughs> I won't say it. But yeah, the post game interviews be wild. So Lolita, what were you thinking at the one yard line with with X with uh, three seconds left to go? Moo, moo, moo. <laughs> <laughs> a scintillating interview i i could just picture you you know, Chris you know, <laughs> yeah you know who would interview lolita it'd be aaron andrews they trot her out there because they'd be like hey she has experience with having to deal with unruly <laughs> interviewers see richard sherman see after sherman after the uh I still, that's one of my favorite overall <laughs> clips because he's like, he's like, that's what you get when you talk about me. And she's just like, who was talking about, about you? you? <laughs> that guy, that guy over there, he's talking about me. That's what you get when you try me with the sorry receiver like Crabtree. Man, that guy. He, that he, N-word bird, my father. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great corner, but man, he made it hard, hard he for made, me to root he made for my team at, at some time. See, this is what happens when adrenaline mixes in yes. with like end of game shenanigans and interviews, and yeah. you just get complete gibberish <laughs> yeah 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 apparently he's back he i i've seen him on the on the sidelines in training camp he might i think he's some sort of consultant or coaching role so hopefully he's hopefully he's got his uh off-field stuff straightened out because there's no denying uh richard sherman great football mind um he said a lot of polarizing stuff as a player not a lot of people liked him but you can't argue with the skill set it's true. It's true. Now the last, the last story about in this segment, it's a local story here in the capital region. The Union Co- Union College, uh, they have officially changed their team names, so they will no longer be the fly. They will no longer be the the Flying Dutchman or the Flying Dutchwoman. On Thursday, they announced that they are going to be named. They're going now going to be known as the. Union College Garnet Chargers. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but that that just Lord not, give me strength. I know I know that part of it is like familiarity. And I remember I, I had this discussion with with my mom um many moons ago. I'm a huge Seinfeld fan and I got the series on DVD and I watched them incessantly after college especially and and i said in the in the first episode in the pilot um jerry seinfeld or it was either jerry seinfeld or larry david i think it was larry david one of them knew kramer ken ken kramer and they based they based the character of kramer 
off of this man. And because they thought that they were going to have problems, that he might he might try to exploit it or they might have legal trouble, they changed the name to Kessler. And if you listen in the first episode, Jerry calls Kramer Kessler at one point. He says, Kessler, it's a tape. And I'm just like, Kessler, that name sucks. And my, mom, and my mom was like, you're just saying that because you got used to Kramer and like Kramer's what you know. And I'm like, no, mom, Kramer just fits. And this is how yeah. this feels to me. The Dutchman, maybe it's because I grew up here and I'm used to it, but that that rolls off the tongue. Garnet Chargers. What did you? This is uh, this is like the time that they they voted. They let the fans pick the team and the team name for the Mets. The Mets affiliates, the Rumble Ponies. We have to deal with that. <laughs> with that, you know, it's like where Bodie, do you come the, up with some of these yeah, names? This this is the Bodie McBoatface. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy cow! Yeah, and the logo is just as ter is just as pathetic. Oh, I haven't seen the logo. I haven't. Seen oh, the logo. I'm gonna show you right now. Uh, right. <laughs> it's god awful, god awful. There it is. No, I mean, I'm sure, I'm yeah. sure, I'm sure Gatorade's going to file a uh, a uh, trademark infringement on this. It, it, this well, yeah, I, I mean, for sure, and for that matter, I don't know how litigious uh, ACDC's legal team is either, but they might have something to say about it. But Gatorade, oh, if, for is, sure. if there is litigious as uh, Lars Ulrich, then yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lars Ulrich, we're, we're Metallica, we're going to shoot Napster. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that bit. <laughs> oh, I do. I do. Napster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a terrible logo. This is a terrible name change. And I, I, I read the article from Times, reading the article from Times Union, and they, they've been, they announced this back in February. And oh. they considered changing as a nickname as part of a, quote, comprehensive branding update. Unquote. Mm -hmm. what? I, I, I don't. I don't. I, I don't understand. So this is what the this is what the the news release says. It says Garnet Chargers, and I'm quoting here. Mm -hmm. Garnet Tagalongs, give me this look. Like, shut up, man. <laughs> Garnet Chargers was the clear preference of the community, with many citing the name's tie to Schenectady's legacy as a leader in electrical technologies as a selling point. Meanwhile. A day later, one of the union, a union football, uh, one, of the, one of the best union football running backs in school history, uh, he comes out and says, um, didn't GE abandon Schenectady? Hasn't, haven't they abandoned Schenectady for a very long time? They've been, they've been abandoning it since. Uh, yeah, and this is what he says in the article. Says, I'm not sure what, why the focus of our team name is based on an industry that's basically left Schenectady behind. And Schenectady is where... Union College is based out of mm -hmm. uh, GE has GE has very few employees or presence in Schenectady anymore. Not to mention, why would we put? Well, why would that be? We're rooting for a nickname based on a corporate company that puts a business in Schenectady. The whole thing is just odd. Now our name is generic name based off a hundred other probably athletic programs and pro sports teams and sports have had the name Chargers, and they tried to throw a garnet in front of it. Which makes it even sound more corny. I I can't disagree. Mm -hmm. I can't disagree because, and part of it is, uh, 
part of it is it, it's it's just a complete washing of history because this area was founded by was founded by Dutch settlers. Yes. And that's why it's called that's why they're called the Flying Dutchman. The flying they're called the Dutch the Dutchman for a reason. And they're called the Dutch women for a reason. Mm-hmm. And it's just complete I, I I find this to be completely reactionary because we've seen other brands we've seen other brands switch team names out of sensitivity or issues or uh people people who are like well people got offended who's getting offended mm-hmm. who this offends me this nickname offends me because it's just so blase and nobody calls themselves the garnet anything yeah i'm sorry this doesn't well, work for me and whether you agree with it or not in some of the other cases you could see the argument you know you could you could see you could see some of the argument you could see okay well that you know that makes sense maybe maybe it is time to update some of the names like i said whether you agree with it or not but this one i don't understand i don't understand how cuz it, it literally just saying dutchman or dutch woman i don't I don't see. Do the Dutch as a concept uh, offend people? Like, what? What's the deal Listen, here? I'm half my half my heritage is Dutch. Yeah, okay? yeah. Like, this is this would be like Notre Dame changing to the fighting from the Fighting Irish. Yes. And somebody had the uh, and somebody on fan cited a couple of years ago had the audacity to suggest it. Suggest. Oh yeah, because they, they, Notre Dame changed the from the Fighting Irishman because because it was a stereotype mm-hmm. it's like dude yeah if I, if I ever see him i'm gonna put down my drink and punch him <laughs> stereotype is i'm just kidding i would never i wouldn't do that <laughs> there's that there's that temper no i'm joking but it it is this to me is a classic example of overthinking the room i think this is like you're trying to play chess out there when there's no need you know this this like I said, in some instances, I can understand it. And in other instances, which I won't get into on the show because they're hot button issues and that's not the place for this. No. But I agree with some of the changes that have been made. But then other times, some of the reactionary ones, it's just overthinking the room. It's yeah, overthinking like the Like this one. This yeah. one was definitely a reach. And I'm pretty sure. And there are a lot of alumni who have said this is a terrible name change. Why weren't we consulted? Mm-hmm. You know, like that kind of thing. Like this is it's just it's a ter- it's terrible. It's a terrible. It's just ter- it's awful. It's awful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <sighs> and shout out to the person on 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 Twitter or slash X who put out uh, <laughs> under it. They said even Kevin Garnett doesn't get it, and there was a gif of like <laughs> Kevin Garnett looking mystified. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> Got to give him that. All right. Well, we come back. We're going to do some more questions for humans. But in the meantime, uh, we're going to have a quick word from one of our sponsors. Stay tuned. This episode of No Credentials Required is brought to you by Invader Coffee. For the coffee lover who wants good quality coffee with no bullshit and no filler, Invader Coffee is an ultra-premium, veteran-owned coffee company proudly delivering only the best coffee your hard-earned money can buy. They aim to only serve the highest quality organic air-roasted coffee beans sourced from free trade farms all over the world. They keep things simple. 
the best coffee at an affordable price in order to provide you with the value you deserve for your morning boost. 100% fair trade, 100% organic coffee beans, 100% air roasted, 100% money back guarantee. Visit invadercoffee.com, enter promo code BELLYUP at checkout, and receive 15% off your order. That's right, folks. Invader Coffee, Fuel for the Fearless, is a proud affiliate sponsor of No Credentials Required. Great coffee, affordable prices, and absolutely delicious. Dustin, I know you're a big fan of their their uh, donut dealer, mm-hmm. um, as well as the uh, uh, was it the was one of the holiday blends, uh, the Santa, the the Santa's. Uh, oh gosh, I can't remember the name of it. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I've got to think of that. I also liked the. Uh, the the snickerdoodle cookie one with the abominable snowman on it. Yes. Um, yep. Yeah. There's cookie, uh, cookie cookie crumble. Cookie. Yeah. Crumble. Cookie crumble. That one. That one's delicious. And then, uh, oh, I gotta look up the name of the Santa one. Uh, but I also I want to say I'm not looking forward to I'm looking forward to fall for football. But summer's my favorite season, and I feel like it always goes by in a flash. So I'm always a little disappointed when it's coming to the end. But football and Invaders seasonal varieties are the are the two things that I'm I'm looking forward to most because I ha- I had I had um, their pumpkin variety last last year and it was like pumpkin pecan you know it wasn't wasn't crazy I've I've got to remember the name but I hope they release it again this year because um, I know in a myriad of pumpkin coffees PSLs and all that stuff. But this this was delicious flavor. Stood above the rest. Didn't try to be too pumpkiny. Wasn't trying to be uh, trendy. It was a great blend. So it's one of the things I'm looking forward to about fall, even even though it's around the corner. Football. Yep. This blend, Invader seasonal blends, and uh, apple pie, which a cup of coffee goes great with a slice of apple pie. Try it sometime. Yeah, for sure. For sure, um, I still got and I got to get myself some some more coffee myself. Uh, I know I, I sent a pound, I, I sent a uh, bag of the Mexican chocolate to Snowman. He enjoyed it. Uh, he was very appreciative of the fact that I gifted him one. Uh, so he he loves it. So uh, yeah, Invader Coffee it, it links in the description for our affiliate link. You get fifteen percent off with promo code Belly Up. All right, questions for podcasters. Our last segment for the evening. We're going to do some more questions. Uh, again, buy this pack. Or you can buy, where is it? The friends pack. Mm-hmm. Or if you're in a relationship, you're starting one, or you're in an established one, get yourself the dating pack. Or if you're in the office, workplace. So, yeah, Ramsey Solutions, look for questions for humans. It's a great game. I dig it. John Deloney. Shout out, brother. All right. So, (laughs) Dustin, this week, your question is, what's a crazy business idea you've never told us? Hmm. A crazy business idea that I've never told us or told anyone. Well, I, I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Oh man, I'm really trying to. I'm really trying to go back. I don't know. I don't know that I had that. I have one. I've had business ideas, but they're all they're all somewhat traditional. Like, oh, I should do my own voiceovers, or I should do this or that. It's not. 
there's nothing that's crazy to come up with what I think is a crazy idea. I have to go back to second. Oh man, we're really going in the time machine. It's either second or third grade here. Um, you had to come up with an invention. You had to come up with an, an invention or a business idea that nobody had thought about yet. And, uh, my friend, my friend, Pat Miller, shout out if you're watching, Pat, uh, my <laughs> best friend growing up, he and I came up with the idea. It was one of the few times that we got to work together on a project and, and second grade. I, I think it had to be second grade because it was one of the few times that we were in the same class. We came up with the idea for a, a, uh, a street cleaner that would clean up the streets after parades. It was an automatic street cleaner. <laughs> so, and we drew up the sketches and everything. I don't know why this idea didn't take off, but really I, I don't think I have any crazy ideas. I'm sorry to disappoint everyone, but I, I'm just drawing a blank here. What if I told you that these street cleaners already exist? They do. <laughs> <laughs> but ours, ours had ours had more bells and whistles. I can't remember what literal you know, bells what and whistles on it. Probably. <laughs> I mean, we were in second grade, but also like we had. They weren't just. They picked up trash. They picked up streamers. They picked up everything. It was like because we didn't want we didn't want people to have to do that anymore because. To tie it into our show, you've seen sports stadiums after games. You've seen mm. our machine was an automated machine. It could clean up everything. It could clean up everything. It wasn't just a street sweeper. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, I really – I have nothing for this question. How about you? Yeah, I mean, if I were to, to suddenly come across a bunch of money, I would start my own media company. I mean, I, I, love, the, I love the folks at Belly Up and Godzilla Media – you know, shout out to those guys for giving me a platform to uh, to write and to yeah. create content. You know, do live streams, do podcasts, do play by play videos, all that kind of stuff. But but I mean, I, I would like to do my own thing, and and I would have more time to travel to different places, get media credentials, mm -hmm. learn how to do more film production, learn how to do more on the audio side, buy my own audio studio. Like we wouldn't have to do StreamYard. We would, we would do StreamYard if we were to live stream something, but yeah, we yeah. would be in the same room together. We would be in a studio yes. like a lot of uh, other podcasters already have. Mm -hmm. So I would create my own media company. I wouldn't sure. Uh, I, I wouldn't, sh I wouldn't be sure what I would call it yet though. I mean, McCarthy media sounds kind of just, eh. Yeah. Yeah. But I would, uh, we 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 got uh, we've got some comment we got some ideas in the chat. All right, all right. <laughs> Your brother-in-law says topless female barbers for men. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm sure your sister will love that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure she's not surprised he would say that. Not no, that I need a, no. Not that I need a haircut. LOL. Hey. Oh, yeah, yeah. That you that's when you get yourself. Look, as long as they're as long as they're classically trained barbers and can do like a, like a like a classic shave, yeah, I'd be down. I might. Mm -hmm. well, mm -hmm. Yeah, right. but I mean, I think I think that would get him in real trouble if he went to my sister and said, "I got to go get a haircut." <laughs> She'd look and at him like, "Why?" She would say, "Do you mean lap dance?" <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, your sister says the boozy bus, like an ice cream truck for adults. That I like. See, that I don't think. 
I don't think any of these are crazy though. That's a, no. that's why maybe I took this out of because I thought I thought the question was what's a crazy uh, business idea you've never told anybody about. That is what it says in the card. What's yeah. the crazy yeah. business idea? So I took it like way too literal. Uh, I, I do that sometimes, but no. yeah, these are just good ideas. They're not crazy. No, they're not crazy. They're just they're actually excellent ideas. Well, uh, I mean, Nick's is a little zany. Huh? <laughs> yeah, well, that's Nick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 Chris Deeds from Fit Down Sports. We had the same assignment. We made an ad for di- talking about your uh, idea. We mm-hmm. had an ad for Diet Z Cola. Oh, nice. Now, was, this, was the Z like a lightning bolt Deets or, uh, or? Yeah. Or, I don't know. The Garnet Chargers. Or or was it was it an Omaz? Were you playing chess while everybody's ta- playing checkers? That's Yes, that's right. It's the second right. time I've used this reference. Um <laughs> Was it just an elaborate shout out to Ricola? Who knows? <laughs> your, sister, your sister replies, topless haircut seems a bit crazy. The, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the comments are I, a little delayed. Well, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a places that oh, there's actually had that women did. in bikinis giving haircuts. I mean, oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. They'd call it like sports cuts, but with the Z instead of an S at the end. You know? Yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> Ah, there we go. His last, oh, Diet Z. His last name, Dietz. Diet ah, yeah. Z. See, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's there really go, good. Dietz. That's really All good. right. Lay it on me, Dustin. What's your question for me? All right. My question for you, good my, my good man, is if someone sketchy owed you $5,000, who would you take with you to go get it? Ooh. I'd take two people. Mm-hmm. I think my brother Jeremy, who is six foot six, you know who you, you see. Yeah, Jeremy. yeah. Six foot. He's six foot six, and he's built like me, and he has a giant goatee. <laughs> looks looks like a biker. Nicest guy in the world. Yeah, but don't get on his bad side. Yeah, I'd also take my buddy Sean. Uh, to shout out to my buddy Sean. Unfortunately, his father passed away unexpectedly last yeah. week. So my yeah. thoughts and prayers to my uh, my friend's family. But I'd take my buddy Sean as well because he he has a way to he has a very cre- has a very creative way of making you do making you give up things. Like he 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 doesn't look threatening, but he could. A, A, he knows how to verbally take you down. Like he, mm-hmm. his verbal takedown game is spectacular, and he could come up with ways to creatively threaten you. And <laughs> I'm sure he has. I'm, I'm sure he has a, a way of also uh, physically manipulating you to uh, make you give five thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so those are two people I would take with me. So what about you, Dustin? Who are two? Who is one person you take down uh, to make you make them pay make them pay you five thousand dollars? Well, I I am surprising myself with uh, with with these answers, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take a page out of your book and I'm gonna say that I'm taking two people with me too, and and this. People are going to laugh at this answer. But Is one of them my brother Jeremy? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm going to tell you who I'm taking, and his advanced age doesn't doesn't matter. One of the people I'm taking is my dad. 
because my dad was a judo instructor. Oh, and um, okay. my, my dad is also – let me put it to you this way. When I was younger, I used to have a temper, a, a big one. My, my sister, she's in the comments. She'll attest to it. And please don't write any of the things that you're going to write into the comments, Trey. We all, I know, I know oh, what she's I'm gonna. talking about. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about, and you know what you're talking about. But uh, I had a bad temper, and you know, people say that. I, some people have said I can't picture that because you're quiet. You're you're this. You're that. And I am. But if you get me to a certain point, there's no turning back, and it's not healthy. It's not. My mom used to say that I gave a certain look. There were times where I came home from school. She could tell if I had a bad day or something, and she knew not to ask me what was wrong right away. She knew <laughs> not to talk to me. She knew I needed time to step away. So to circle this all the way back around, I don't think I've ever seen my dad get angry that I can remember in my life, like truly angry. I've never seen my dad do that. But I am only surmising that – once you get my dad past a certain point, I don't think there's turning back either because my dad is ultra quiet. But I think if you pushed him far enough, you wouldn't want to be on his bad side. Also, coupled with the fact that he knows judo, he, he could do some things to get to get the money. And he's also he, he could probably, you know, he has a way of talking, not yeah. not taking people down like Sean does, but he would just say. I just, I just think you really ought to give him back the money. Like, like you know, he, he would make the person like feel bad. I think you know, because he, he would just say like, you, you took the money. It was wrong. It's not you owe the money. And the other person that I'm gonna put out there is uh, my buddy Dave. You've met Dave, and the reason I would bring Dave mm -hmm. with me is because Dave, I know, would stand by me, and he would do. He would do what need if we needed to. If things were about to get physical, I know Dave. Dave would do what needed to be done. He would stand by me. He'd have my back, my back unquestionably. So those are the two people I'm taking. I'm taking, I'm taking Dave Pregent. I'm taking my dad to go get this five thousand dollars. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Yeah. Interesting questions. Yeah. These so. cards, they get you. <laughs> I felt like I really failed on the crazy, crazy idea one. But hey, time warp back to second grade. We got there. <laughs> right. So that's where we leave you, folks. So this, we're going about to, we're about to wrap things up here on another edition of No Credentials Acquired. I just want to remind you to go to our social media channels right down here below on Twitter or X. Instagram and the scarcely used TikTok no, at NoCredsREQ, Facebook.com forward slash NoCredsREQ, YouTube.com forward slash at NoCredsREQ. We're at 269 subscribers currently. We want to get to 500. If we get to 300 by the, by the end of the month, it's a great pass forward. But mm -hmm. we want to get to 500 so we can get to, we can get monetized, earn ourselves some cash, earn ourselves some ways to get cash. It'd be awesome if you could spread the word. Spread the word. Subscribe. Speaking of subscriptions, on the audio side, you can subscribe to the podcast on a myriad of podcasts and improve on the on podcast uh, networks, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, wherever you podcast. Rate the show. 
five stars is preferred. Review the show. We'll even read it on the air. And the last comment of the night, we'll go to Dietz. He says, Yankee Stadium report, concessions need ah. improvement. Uh, he also said, beginning, I forgot to read it, and I apologize for that. Yankee Stadium was great watching the game. Concessions need work. They were slow and took two hours to get a judge burger. That's unacceptable for the establishment. Um, I do have to ask, just to be fair, uh, how was the staffing? Was the staffing adequate? Was the staffing – was there a lack of staffing? That might be the reason why it was – it might need improvement. I mean, compared to pre-pandemic levels of improvement. So I'm kind of curious. But we'll find out on Thursday uh, at 10, at, and on Thursday morning because uh, Dietz will have his report on Snowman in the morning. So ah, tune okay. in then, 10 a.m. So in the meantime, we're going to leave you – Thank you again for watching and listening and or listening to No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We are always presented by Billy Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. For Dustin Henry, I'm Ryan McCarthy. Thank you for watching or listening, and we will see you here next week. We're doing another installment of No Ticket Required. Until then, we'll talk to you later. Good night, everybody. <laughs>